Okay. So we're just going to take a quick look at some scripture before I finish. I believe last week I finished the S in Camp Cell. So we're going to do E and the two L's. Um, I didn't want to not finish this paper because I do feel like we really, I talked about this last week. We're at a very crucial point in this process of students signing up for summer camp and the, op the opportunity that they're going to have to hear the greatest message ever. Um, and what happens between now and uh, the next two months is uh, a life and death matter in many ways. Um, there is the decisions that you make, decisions your campaign or discipleship students make, the efforts that everyone puts forward to try to reach out to friends um, will literally has eternal consequences, right? So we're at a big juncture here because we know with what we're doing with this camp cell, the importance of what we're trying to do to, eat, to get each student, whether you're trying to get your the 82nd student to sign up or whether you're trying to get the, the 10th student to sign up, it doesn't doesn't matter each each student right matters um, regardless of you know what the total is so I want to take a look at first Corinthians 9 where Paul kind of shares his heart a little bit about preaching the gospel and uh, if you start in um, verse 15 chapter first Corinthians 9. He says, But I have made no use of any of these rights, nor am I writing these things to secure any such provision. For I would rather die than to have anyone deprive me of my ground for boasting. For if I preach the gospel that gives me no ground for boasting, for necessity is laid upon me. Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward. But not of my own will, I am still entrusted with a stewardship, what then is my reward? That in my preaching I may present the gospel free of charge as to not make full use of my right in the gospel. So a key word there to look at is where Paul says in verse 17, I am still entrusted with a stewardship. And that's not a word that we use a lot. It's not a word that you guys are accustomed to probably. What would somebody who's maybe been around longer, what does the stewardship of something mean? Those of you who were our Lord of the Rings fans should know very well what the, the steward is. <laughs> Tyler. Tyler. Hey, be proud. Good stuff. All right. I want to say like a temporary, but an overseer. Okay. So like managing something in the stead of someone else, I guess. Okay. So, in the example in Lord of the Rings, the, the steward of Gondor is the guy who basically, there is a king of a city called Gondor, and he's not there. He left for whatever reason. He had to go do something. In his place is the steward of Gondor, who basically is the king. He operates as the king. He's completely in charge of the city until the king returns. 
That's his job. That's that's what the steward of Gondor, the steward of that city, that's his job. So when Paul uses the word stewardship for us, how do, what does that mean for us? What have you been entrusted with that God would say, that Paul would say, I am entrusted with this stewardship of something? He's been entrusted with something just as we all have been entrusted with something. Well, it's obvious, right? It's what he's talking about in this scripture. He's been entrusted with the gospel. And now you have a stewardship of it. What if that steward who is in charge of that city, the steward of Gondor, just decided he didn't feel like being a steward anymore of Gondor, or he just kind of forgot about the city and went about doing something else and just went to another city on a vacation and forgot all about the city he was in charge of? What kind of steward would he be? Or would he? what would the king think of that? Right? It'd be stupid, right? Poor, terrible decision. Do you think the gospel that God has entrusted you with is any less important than even a city? The gospel, there is nothing, nothing in this universe more powerful that means more, that is more important. Nothing. God's entrusted you guys with this. And I, I don't care if you're 18 years old and you just came to the Lord last week and you're like, what? This sounds like a big deal, right? I don't care. This is the truth. God has entrusted you with this thing. This gospel, this news. And he's given you a stewardship, meaning... He expects you to take care of it, to be responsible with it. This is why Paul says right before that, Woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. Right? That comes out of the, just the mere fact that he's saying, like, I have to do it. His whole life has been entrusted with this responsibility. That's us. It should be every Christian. But unfortunately, that's not how our cultural Christianity operates. But it's all of us. It's all each of us. But in our world, right, in what we do, we, we, get, we can do it. Every single one of you this summer, three months from now, July. Two, three months from now, something like that. <laughs> Sorry, math was not coming to me quickly there. Or the calendar. Three and a half months from now. Seriously, think about this. Three and a half months from now, every single person in this room will be sitting down with somebody sharing the gospel. You will be telling the story. The question will be, to who? To which students? We want to do all that we can to get to them. So, let's look at our list. E, 
I'm gonna run through these and be done. We'll never look at this again until next year. <laughs> All right, E, emergency time. If you look at the list, it says nail down the yes, get the deposit within two days. So here's the thing to understand about this. this, this there is an urgency about this when a student says they want to go to summer camp. You have made a mistake if you think, so you're at club, you go to, uh, after club, you go to McDonald's, you're hanging out with a couple of guys, and uh, one of them's not going to camp yet. Hey, Billy, you gonna go to summer camp? You should go, it'd be awesome. He says, yeah, yeah, I'm going, yeah, <laughs> right? And he says, yeah, and you're like, all right, see you there, right? And you know, and you go on to the next student. Guess what? You've made a horrendous mistake at that point. You, you have made a, a big mistake. From having done this hundreds and hundreds of times, you've made a big mistake. The response is this. That is awesome. Can I get you to, what about getting your deposit tonight? Have you asked your parents? Oh, I haven't asked my parents yet. Well, why don't you ask them and then let me know what they say. Okay, you want me to call them now? Yeah. Go on outside and go ahead and call them. They can bring the deposit right over here now. Or I could follow you back to your house and get your deposit if you want. Okay. Now you don't have to be crazy pushy, but if the door is there, right, you go through it. But here's what you definitely do. Okay? Oh, that's awesome. You gotta get your deposit in as soon as you can. Okay. Don't stop there. That's another thing leaders do. Right? We know, okay, we're supposed to be urgent about the deposit thing. We, we've heard that somewhere. So, okay, you got to get your deposit in as soon as you can. Okay. Talk to you later. Right? You know, don't stop there. Okay? Set something up. This is what it says. To nail down a guess, you've got two days to get that deposit. That's what you should think. In your head, you should be thinking two days. Hey, why don't you talk to your parents tonight? You can text me and let me know how it goes, okay? And then maybe they'll, you can bring your deposit to school tomorrow and I'll just meet you after school. Great. Okay, so you kind of set up a plan. So whatever you set up, here's what high school students will do pretty much all the time. He goes home from McDonald's, you go home from McDonald's, okay? It gets to be about 9, 9.30 and you're realizing, or no, it's much later than that, but <laughs> after McDonald's, but whatever. You're realizing... Okay, he hasn't texted you. Let me tell you what's going on. Little Billy, okay, he's not very smart. He has forgotten already about your conversation. Just completely forgot. Doesn't mean he doesn't want to go to camp. Doesn't mean he wasn't being serious. He literally probably just forgot. So here's what you do. You get home that night and you text him. Hey, Billy, did you ask your parents? And here's what the text back will say. Oh, no, I forgot. <laughs> Well, why don't you go ask them now? Okay, good idea. I'll do that. Anybody who's done Young Life for a while knows this is exactly how it goes, right? You might as well, you could show me the text messages. I'm sure you have them, okay? So Billy goes and asks his parents. He texts you back. He said, my mom said, yes, it's awesome. Great. Get the deposit and bring it to school tomorrow. Okay, right? So... The reason I'm, I'm trying to help you guys with this, the strategy here, with the process, because far too often, 
we let the yeses just float out there. So when we get down to where we start talking about lists, kind of the next thing, I've always been super strong with our discipleship folks and our leaders. If there is a name on the yes list, we've got to get that name off of the yes list. And they, you take that name off of the yes list by either getting their deposit and crossing them off, or you've engaged them in such a way that that yes has become a maybe now. Because a lot of people say yes, but they don't really mean it, right? Hey, you want to go to camp? Yeah, it sounds awesome. Well, how about we get your deposit? Oh, well, I'm not sure. My mom will be able to pay for it, and uh, just don't, you know. All of a sudden, they become a maybe. So you're saying you might not be able to go. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I, guess, I'm, I guess I might not be able to go. Whatever it is. But the point is, a yes, if someone's on that yes list, you really want them to be off of that list. They need to get taken care of one way or the other. Uh, call that day. Spots could fill up. Urgency. Okay? And all of us are in this situation. I think we've been really, uh, you know, lately we've, Young Life, the camps have been crowded enough that we are a little bit, uh, not a little bit, but we've been running into some trouble with spots last year. Can't remember what happened. The, the Ryle trip I did, I know, filled up, and that became a problem. I feel like there's been other trips too. Um, sometimes we can go back and get more spots, and things can get freed up. Sometimes we take more than we should, but but it is a hundred percent true that if once the spots are completely full, we are we can't take more bodies. Okay, there's nothing untrue about that at all. In fact, um, I would say even more so now. I've been in conversations with camp managers, and they're being very clear with all of us area directors. Like, hey, I know Rick, you're used to having like 60 spots and bringing 120 kids. You can't do that anymore. That's what they're telling me. Like, we just don't have the room. You really are going to have to cut it off. So. I'm telling you guys, you really have a limited number of spots. And you really need to make sure that you can, you really need to say to this person who's saying yes, oh yeah, I'll get my deposit in whenever. You need to say, listen, really, once spots fill up, I can't guarantee that we can get you on the trip. So you really, we really need to get your deposit as soon as possible. Um, go to their house or get now, next day of school. I, I mentioned that. Um, as a leader team, I remember... Um, Early years at Connor, or when I was in college, the years are right after college when I was a leader, we would spend uh, an entire night just driving to students' houses who had said yes. Because we would be texting with them or calling or uh, talk to them on the phone. Yeah, I want to go. And we'd be like, well, we'll come over tonight and get your deposit. And it's honestly, it's a very good thing because you, you get to meet the parents. It's not, which is not negative. You know, you get to go in. Parents are like, hey, and you're like, hey, I'm Young Life Leader, and you know, we're just going around getting some deposits for the trip. That's great. I've been always been wanting to meet you. The, the parents are, will say they've been wanting to meet you anyway. So it's not a negative by any stretch. Um, it's super positive. I'd encourage you guys to do that. Right? Um, we have times, we'll do a thing with, at, we used to do a thing at Ryle where we'll do some type of little discount or something and have the students start calling. And they'll go from campaigners and drive to the students' houses to get their deposits that night. And that'll, that'll be kind of like, hey, you can get a $50 off or $100 off if you 
turn your deposit in tonight, but it's got to be tonight. Which means, you know, then the student's got to drive, drive to the house and get it. So, going to the house, doing that. You're teaching campaigners and discipleship students to do it. Um, so, and, it, and this is a, a reminder on the emergency time. They might be, uh, might not be a yes in one month. And if you've been doing Young Life long enough, you've seen this. You, a student says, yes, I'm going. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Two months later, you run into that student club. They haven't got their deposit in. Nobody's really done anything about it. And like, oh, yeah, I can't go now. My mom planned our uh, trip for the same dates. And I tried to get out of it, but she said I had to go. I hate family vacation, blah, blah. Right? You're like, that stinks. You know why that really stinks? Despite the fact that this could have seriously eternal, terrible consequences in that kid's life. I know it really stinks. Is that two months earlier, you had gotten off your butt and actually gone and got his deposit and he had signed up for camp, guess when mom would have planned the family vacation for? Not during your camp week. Right? Obviously. So I'm exhorting you guys, encouraging you, please go the extra mile with this thing. It's not hard. It's just like going extra. It's doing a little more. Okay? And you will see great benefits from it. All right, L, lists. Um, I'm a, I am a proponent of making lists with students and with leaders. I believe it helps very much for, we talked about prayer, when we talked about prayer and how important that was, it's super helpful just from that standpoint. Just to have a visible, and I talked about how often I would pray over our yes, no, maybe list that we would keep in the basement here for Ryle students. And how much I would be able to pray over that list. Because I'd be having a quiet time. It'd be perfect. Great opportunity to pray. Taking a picture of it now. Or whatever you might do. To send it to some students. So that they can pray over the list. But what we would commonly do. Is we would just have three categories. Yeses, maybes, and nos. And we would just brainstorm with students. So you get your key students together. If you have a discipleship group, that's this group. If you have maybe just a small campaigner group, you just do it with them. If you just have four or five key students who are a part of your camp trip and helping you get other students signed up, you get with them. And you say, let's make a list. Let's just write down, let's just brainstorm, folks. Yeses, maybes, and nos. And your maybe list should be really big, Right? They should know a lot of people who might go. Got a yeses. We just I just talked about what do you do with the yeses. It's an urgency. You got to get them taken care of. So anyone who said, and you'll find the students will sit there and make a list, and they'll be like, all of a sudden you'll have 30 names on the yes list or 25 names, and you're like, well, these people said they wanted to go. We got to get on this. Yeses, maybes, noes. I'd encourage you to make a no list. Oh, they said they're not going to go. So that students can see how big God is. I don't, I don't know if there's ever been a year where a student on the no list has not ended up on our summer camp trip. Because God is way big enough, way bigger than a high school kid, right? 
not even in the same ballpark. And if, if God wants something to happen, that's not a problem. And your students could get a chance to see it. Because in their world, that, that student who said no, it's impossible. No way that person will ever go to summer camp. Never. They hate young life. All right, well, let's start praying. All right? So you have yes, no's, and maybes on a list. What we would be doing is pulling that out every week as we meet with students and talking through the list. Talk through the list. As you are developing these yeses, no's, and the maybes, and especially the maybes, you want to talk through the strategy. Who would need to go for this person to go? I've talked about this before. And I hope you guys all know this. I think I mentioned this. I don't know if I did because it's been like 10 weeks ago when I started this thing, right? Okay. So I don't know if I mentioned this, but there is not one single student in your school that would not go on a summer camp trip if the right person did not, if the right person asked them. No one. I promise the guy who hates Young Life more than anything else, who doesn't like, ever want to go to anything Young Life, if his girlfriend and his three best friends are going on the camp trip and decide they are going to ask and get him to go, I guarantee he will go on the camp trip. Does that make sense? There, there, it, it is completely, a student saying yes or no to go on this camp trip is completely based on their friendships, their social world, and who is going. That's what it's based on. So, for every student on your list, there are the right students that if they go, that person will probably go. And you want to think that through and talk that through with students. Does that make sense? So, it's, girlfriends and boyfriends is an easy one. Okay, There are so many girlfriends or boyfriends who would never go near Young Life until they find out their boyfriend or girlfriend's on the camp trip. Then they're pretty open. Well, maybe I go. I just, you know. Right? So work that stuff through. Be able to strategize about for this person to go, who would it take to get on this trip? Okay? Um, we would commonly, as we develop this master list, we would have accountability with it. Where we would have, okay, this week, so-and-so is going to ask these folks about camp and get their deposits. And this person is going to um, talk to these three maybes about possibly find out if they have any interest in going. And you give your students and your leaders can have tasks through the week. So there's some accountability. Let them talk amongst each other. Obviously, that's what you're doing, trying to figure out uh, who, who would be good to um, get other people to go. Uh, move kids around on that list and update with leaders so you're moving yeses and nos. You know, you're using moving nos to maybes or moving a yes to a maybe or crossing a yes off when they sign up. Um, make sure that you have a list. This is um, what I talk about, and what I mean by that is don't depend on me or the computer to always give you lists. I hope that you have a strong list of students knowing who's on your camp trip. And who's a yes that hasn't signed up? And who are the maybes that we're working on? The last two or three weeks, you want to exhaust your list. Um, obviously, as you get closer to camp, 
there's yeses still on the list. That that obviously is an issue. And you really, really want to exhaust your list, including the maybes. You should be able to completely cross off every name on the list at some point. Right? Logically speaking, at some point, everyone will have said yes or no and turned their deposit in or not. So if you're working it and pushing, right, you'll still you'll always be able to work through that list. But as you get closer to camp, make sure you exhaust the list. Um, just one side note on the list thing, okay? You only really want to do that when with people with students who are going to be responsible with those lists, okay? Um, it's not a negative. I've talked about this before. It's not a negative when people know that they're wanted to go on something. But when students find out that their name is on a list, they can be quickly uh, afraid of that or concerned about that. Okay? So you really want to make sure that if it's talked about, people understand, okay, someone's name on a list is there because we're praying for them or because we would love for this person to go on the camp trip. Okay? Not because we're making a list of all the people we hate, or whatever they might think people are doing with a list of people, okay? Um, so just make sure you prep your students so they're smart about the lists. Um, we certainly don't, um, you know, you're not going to have the list on the wall at club, you know, so everyone can see uh, who's the yeses, no's, and maybes. Um, all right, last thing, liquid assets. I was stretching a little bit for the L there. <laughs> Money. Whatever you got to do. <laughs> I made it work, right? Can't sell. Um, all right. So the biggest thing with this is this. We obviously need to trust God in these scenarios. Okay? God is bigger than money. Right? And I can't even begin to talk about the amount of money that our area has given to students for them to be on a summer camp trip. Okay, it's literally hundreds of thousands of dollars that we've given to students. And um, where that money has come from has been challenging at times. There can be... Uh, so there are, there are challenges with this, and I get that. Obviously, I would certainly encourage every team to strategize well about this. I know most of you are in this case. You already probably are thinking, okay, if each of us pay, come up with $500, that'll give us $2,500 to be able to give out to students to help them go to summer camp. And you've already been thinking that stuff through. And new leaders who are being placed soon or new leaders who have been placed this year, like you're entering into this thing, all of a sudden people are talking about all this money and you're like, whoa, hey, okay, I guess I got to give money to this thing, right? You know, uh, but here's the bottom line with this, okay? Um, we can never let money be the reason that a student does not get to hear about the gospel. Now I say that, and I know everyone in here gets that, and we agree with that, but that is, that is not a statement 
I don't, I doubt, I don't know if there are many area directors ever that would say that out loud to leadership. But I've said it for years, and it is, it's what we do. We cannot allow money to be the obstacle. Now, there are differences on how we deal with that in a sense of this. If, so I remember one year there was a Beechwood uh, student who uh, we encouraged to go to camp the last minute, or not the last minute, there was maybe, it was maybe a week or so beforehand. Uh, I don't know if I can get the money together. Leader calls me at the time, you know, it was, um, this was back like Dave Metz. This is a long time ago. You guys don't even know who that is, probably. And uh, calls me, says, hey, this kid needs needs help. I don't think he can get up anything. I'm like, you know, it's great. I guess we'll, we'll, you know, eventually we ended up giving him a free trip. Like, all right, we'll, we'll you know, I'm thinking Beachwood. Huh, well, oh, well, you know, you, I'm sure there's some students in Beachwood who can't come and play. Well, kid gets involved. He's a great guy. Meets the Lord. It's a, you know, it's a great story in a sense of his personal life. But later, uh, like a year plus later, I remember uh, going by his house because of a reason. I can't remember why. It was a Fort Mitchell meeting or something. And sure enough, it was crazy. This house, right? It's over. It was over on the the 41011 side of Fort Mitchell. You guys know like where the, the bigger houses are. Rich people live. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And uh, and then when the student was in college, he had gone to UK and he had, he was around with some guys and joking people. Somehow it came up that he had got a free trip that year, and he laughed. And he was like, "Oh yeah, I didn't need any money for that trip." He was just like, "I just wasn't sure I wanted to go." and and of course, I'm thinking, you know, I'm kind of laughing about it because it's years later, but I'm like, oh, how did that happen? It's like, it's 700 bucks gone, you know, like on a student who really didn't need the money. So I, I share that story to say, we've got to be good about this issue. Is money really the reason a student isn't on a trip? And you got to be good about, you got to ask the right questions. I'll tell you the very first question you need to ask to a student who says, I got a money issue, I can't go. It's too much money, I, I just can't do it. I really want to go. You really want to go? Yeah, I really want to go. Money's the only issue. You just can't go to get the money here. No, I just can't do it. Have you asked your parents yet? First question. You won't believe how many students will say, no, I have not asked my parents yet. Say, listen, I would love to help you. We might be able to help you, but you've got to ask your parents first. You've got to ask them for money. You've got to see if they'll come up with, you know, all of it. You know, you got to try to help get them to pay for it. <clears throat> now, here's the thing. If that kid, if Billy, sorry, bad seat, right? If Billy really wants to go to summer camp and money really is the issue, what will Billy do? Well, ask his parents. He'll try. Right? If Billy really isn't sure he wants to go and money really isn't maybe the issue, it's really he's just not sure he wants to go, then Billy won't ask his parents. He won't really care to try. 
the students who can't go just because of money, that's the only reason, you will know who they are by how they are responding. But you guys got to be good at figuring that out. And I know there's a huge risk involved with this if we're not going to let money be an issue. Trust me. Okay, I mean, the consequence of us giving away all these hundreds of thousands of dollars has been our area has shut down for months at a time financially. That means we don't get paid. I don't know how, I don't have a way to pay a mortgage. There's nothing happens. There's no expenses. Nobody's buying pizza. There's no food upstairs for leadership. There's no money. This was before any of you have been around. Michelle might remember some of those times. She left already. Anyone else old back there? Uh, so some of the older leaders might remember some of those times. Okay? But here's the thing. So I'm telling you this so you know there are consequences for this whole situation if we just give away money and give away trips without being scrupulous about making sure that the right students are getting the right money. Okay? So, bottom line is this. I trust you guys with this. Okay? And there are many trips in here. Okay? There are some trips in here that we'll lose into the thousands of dollars this year. Okay? And I, I trust that we'll figure it out. Okay? It will get figured out. But, I also trust that you guys are going to do the right thing with each individual student to make sure that they are coming up with everything that they can. Um, here's a good sign. Okay? There are very few students that can't come up with something. There should be almost zero students. Right? Every student. Okay? I mean, here's a, the crazy... I mean, I've, we've given away so much money to students... And then I've been at the bus watching the student sign up, register, oh, and I knowing that this was one of the students, just knowing the name because of working through the leaders, that we gave all the money off of her, everything but $100 off. And they're signing up. Watch the mom pull out hundreds of dollars of cash to give to them for the trip. Watch it happen. And I mean, what can I say at that point? I can't say anything. Leaders can't do anything. Okay. But my point is, we've got to make sure that if we're, if you're going to give away hundreds of dollars, you've got to realize you're giving away hundreds of dollars. And I know sometimes it doesn't feel like that because we can give away so much money at times, and it just we just kind of forget. Hundred dollars here, two hundred dollars here, five hundred dollars here, a free trip there, blah 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 here, and all of a sudden you've given away three thousand dollars. And that that that's. Literally money that's being given away, right? Does everybody understand that? Like, it's not like that's just money in, in, on a sheet of paper or number or something. It literally is money that is, we've got to, Young Life's got to find a way to come up with that money. So we really want to make sure that we're doing a good job with students with this. Raise money. Okay, um, we many of you have tried this or are doing this. I'm sure there are different ways to do this. Okay, I, I know we've talked about this before. I'm telling you, the easiest way to raise money for a camp trip is to send out support letters. 
or to do I know people do it over Facebook too or different social media thing but I think I'm just encouraging you you'd be surprised the number of people who would be willing to donate $50 here or $25 here or $100 here when you're saying hey we're just trying to raise money to help less fortunate students at Scott High School or at Simon Kenton High School or at Dixie High School or students at Boone County High School we're just trying to raise money to help less fortunate students go to summer camp You'd be surprised how many people you know, just parents and friends of your parents and others, who are more than happy to give to a cause like that. You just got to get the information to them. You got to create the opportunity. I mean, I remember when uh, one of my old Connor guys went down and they were running um, Brine Station. And they ran the club there for years. And that's a school that definitely has struggles financially. And him and his five people on his leader team... They sent out these letters to everyone they knew. They just made an exhaustive list of everybody they could think of, got all their addresses, and sent them all a letter, just a donation letter, saying, hey, would you be willing to consider giving to these students at Bryan Station to help help them get to summer camp? Here's where you send the letter. They put an envelope with the letter so that people could just put a donation right in there and send, send it. They raised $15,000 for their camp trip. Just on that. That's all they did. I mean, I'm just, my encouragement is, I promise you there's money out there that people will give to this cause. There are Christians out there who do believe that what you're doing is important and would be more than happy to put some money into it, especially when you're talking about specific kids. You're not saying, hey, I'm raising money for Young Life. You're not doing that. You're literally saying, hey, we're trying to get these 10 less fortunate students in these situations that are really difficult financially to summer camp would you be willing to help sponsor some of these students? So, work at raising money. Um, when, uh, as, as, of course, the discount cards, uh, any kind of fundraisers like that. I know some people um, do some other things. I can't remember what the things are out there. There have been like candle things and candy bar sales and trash for cash is out there um you guys need to brainstorm on that stuff there are things you can do i remember uh greg lloyd did like the baseball thing for right right so they took students to the reds concession stand they raised a ton of money to help lloyd students go to summer camp my point is i mean they used to have this uh, bagging thing in Campbell County that was a ton of money for some people. I can't remember. It was a while ago. Yeah. Alright, so. Here's what I'm encouraging you. Like, There are ways out there, things you can do. And they can be super positive things. Okay? Like, there's, it can be really positive to, for you, three leaders on your team, and ten of your students to go and do something together. That's certainly a positive. Right? You're hanging out with your students. It's fun. It's a good time. Okay? And then you can raise money. So there are things you can do. Maybe you need to ask parents in your community, hey, are there people, are there jobs that our students can do for you that could be, that you would pay them for to help them go to summer camp? That's another thing you could do. So, um... 
raise money. So those are the, the basic principles on the money thing. The bottom line with money, again, you don't want it to be an issue. And I'm telling you guys this right now. Uh, when push comes to shove, okay, I'm not going to not have, let a student on a bus, okay, who legitimately can't get the money together. Now here's what I here's what I won't let happen because this this we got we there were years where we were getting taken advantage of in a terrible in a bad way, okay. Students would figure out. Hey, if I show up at the bus and I don't have any money, they're still going to let me on the bus. That didn't go well for a while because there were students who could have gotten the money who just started showing up at the bus knowing that we weren't going to not let them on the bus. I'm telling you guys, this would happen before the bus. If you have a student who can't afford it, right, you can talk to me and I will help you get that student on the trip. Okay, I'll, I paid money... A lot of money every year for students to go to camp. My, my money, personal money. And I'll do it again this year. Okay, so just, I'm, I'm on your side with this, trust me. Okay, the goal is no one's left behind because of money. <coughs> Not one student. That's the goal. But we gotta, we gotta be smart about it, so. All right, um, we have, my phone's not working. Jesus, thank you so much uh, for the tool of summer camp. And uh, Lord, help us to be people who are urgent and people who are not uh, who are willing to go the extra mile to help these students. Father, help us to be people who take very seriously the stewardship and the responsibility that we have. Um, we don't want to be. Uh, we don't. We we don't want to. Think small about uh, this responsibility. We don't want to put aside this responsibility. We don't want to uh, take lightly this stewardship because it's certainly nothing that's light to us. It's everything to us. So help us, Lord, to be people who live that out passionately. Uh, give us courage with students. We long for them to know you, to walk with you, to hear you. Um, help us, Lord, to be driven um, for that sake so that they would know the greatest of all truths, that they would know the amazing love that you have for them. I pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.